Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back for hour number three of Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM, your home for all things live betting, specifically college football, but we also don't neglect Major League Baseball. Postseason is going right now, and Jeff Parles, who's over at our South Point Sportsbook studio, I know has been keeping a very close eye on all the proceedings. So we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming, Jeff, to talk baseball because there is a ridiculous situation happening in Cleveland right now. Tell us about that. We might, we actually might be getting close to a run finally in this game. We're in the top of the 15th inning, and the score is exactly how we started. No score. Between the Rays and the Guardians in the top of the 15th inning, but the Rays are threatening right now. This is the bi- this is the biggest price on Tampa the entire game here now. Minus 280 live, uh, plus 220 on the take back on the Cleveland Guardians. The Rays have runners on the corners in the top of the fifth in- top of the 15th inning with one man out. Wow. Uh, and, and Jose Siri, who is responsible for the Rays' only run in this series with a homer yesterday, is at the dish with runners at the corners. Uh, and then the other game right now, uh, a two-run homer by Teoscar Hernandez uh, gave the Blue Jays a 2-0 lead over the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Blue Jays live 3.5 on the run line, total 7.5 as they play in the bottom of the third inning. And the Rays have a runner at third, or excuse me, the Jays, I should say, have a runner at second with nobody out and George Springer at the dish. But we'll keep you acclaimed uh, because really, we will. Hey, hey, Ben, we got a long way to go for the longest game to be nothing, nothing, though. 
The Mets and the Astros in 1968 played 23 innings before a run was scored in, in that game in 1968. So we still got a whole baseball game left in order to eclipse that. I know Jeff will be hanging on every single pitch over there oh, <laughs> yeah. the in Cleveland as we resume regularly scheduled programming, talking all things in-game college football. Bunch of the games from this afternoon window going to be at the half in a little bit. So as those games roll into half, we'll do as we usually do on this show, get some halftime thoughts from both Dan and Jeff, try to figure out where the value lies for these second half games. Dan, wanted to get your thoughts, though, on some of these later games still to come while we're into the final hour of our show here on Live Bet Saturday. Now, we talked earlier about Tennessee. Big blowout win for the Vols on the road against LSU. Sets up for the Vols now to host Alabama next week in Knoxville. We'll see if this is a look-ahead spot at all for Alabama. We also don't know if for Alabama they'll be with the services of starting quarterback Bryce Young, listed as a game-time decision after being injured against Arkansas with his right shoulder injury last week. So in this particular spot, uh, you have Alabama coming in, looking at uh, to see where the market has gone here. Tide still holding strong at 24-point favorites against Texas A&M. Circa opened this Alabama minus 20, Dan, and you jumped in right away. What was your position heading into this one? Well, I, I love this situation. Uh, you remember what happened back in the in the spring, the whole tete-a-tete between Jimbo and Coach Saban. And uh, now, of course, players decide games on the field. And you might say, well, that's a, a coach's fight. But it's akin to insulting somebody that's in your family, like a parent. And uh, the quote that I honed in on the best was when they asked Will Anderson, the all-pro linebacker uh, for, for Alabama, they asked him, about the Texas A&M game, and his response was, oh, don't worry about that. We'll settle that in October. And that told me everything I needed to know. Uh, not only are, are the players, of course, upset from losing to uh, Texas A&M last year, a game they definitely shouldn't have lost, but I think uh, they took this as a personal insult against their head coach, their, their, uh, you know, their proud papa, basically. And they're going to put it to Texas A&M, and it makes it even worse for A&M, all their problems. Uh, Jimbo's offense is from 2014 and the only problem is he doesn't have Jameis Winston throwing the ball for him and uh, there's a lot that needs to happen with that team obviously he's probably not going to get fired because of the 90 million dollar buyout but they need to hire an offensive coordinator they need to change their whole system because with the recruiting players that they they're getting every year they should be you know one of the top five teams all the time as far as the injury to Bryce Young I think they can sit him out today because they can I don't think they have any fear of Texas A&M. I guarantee you he's going to play next week uh, when they play Tennessee. That is not going to be a problem. Seeing as well, Dan, 14 is our first half line. That had been something where it's been kind of a tried and true thing. People running to the window to bet Alabama first halves, despite not covering in the one-point win at Texas in Austin in yeah. week two. That's been a pretty solid bet wouldn't do that. as well. But again, you're sitting there with a nice four points of value right now. Well, I'll tell you what. The effort you're going to see from AM is going to be at the beginning of the game. And they still have massive talent. So I think you're going to see, especially on defense, the game is going to be tight or close in the beginning. It's just not going to, it's going to be after a little bit of while, you're going to see that AM's offense can't do anything. Bama's going to take control and they're going to run away with it. But I guarantee you, when, at the beginning of the game, it's going to be hard fought and nasty. You still got yeah. great players facing off against each other. I would not be betting the first half personally on this on this matchup especially with the way it is skewed towards the 14 for the first half 24 for the overall game that has been a customary thing odds makers have done now 
shading these Alabama first half lines. Jeff, anything you're looking to do here? Total, by the way, sitting at 48 at this, at this current position with that Alabama tied number up to 24. I'm staying off of this game. I, I, under, I understand why, why Alabama's been steamed here because of everything that Dan said, but I think the only other thing you could say, and it's weird to say this in a game that's so highly anticipated, I mean, you're on the road at the top 10 team next week. So, in theory, that should be a look-ahead spot. But, again, obviously, we've been waiting for this game for months because of everything that happened in the offseason between the two coaches. Funny how this is, yes, as you talk about, Jeff, the game we all anticipated. And, in a sense, you could make at least a small case that it is kind of a look-ahead for Alabama with the Tennessee game upcoming. I know, Dan, you'd wanted to talk earlier, too, about the Tennessee-Bama spot, what that line potentially will be if the Vols have a chance. Jeff thinks the Vols and Hendon Hooker are pretty live to take down the Tide next week in Knoxville. Uh, what say you here? Well, you know, any team can be live to, to take down another team in college football. The question is, is are they actually going to beat Bama? And, and I think the easy answer is no. I don't think so. I think Bama knows exactly what, what Tennessee is. And, and you saw Tennessee's problems when they played at the Pitt game, I was on Tennessee, a big believer that they would win Pitt, and they, they did. But they kind of won in spite of themselves, or they covered at least in spite of themselves. Uh, they've got some warts on that team. And, uh, you know, what's the status of Cedric Tillman, their wide receiver? Is he going to be better from the ankle injury? Because without him, you're, you're going to have a hard time, you know, throwing against Bama like you want to. And I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. I've got a 70-to-1 Heisman ticket that I'm hoping I can cash. So I'm all happy about the volunteers, but we're talking about taking a step up in class against Bama, and I don't think that's going to happen. I will say this. If, if Tennessee wants to look towards something, look, look towards beating Georgia. They can beat Georgia, then they're on their way to the, the SEC title game, I think. Uh, that's where they need to look, and Georgia looks vulnerable right now. Uh, they're playing wait and see there at that game. I, I, they're looking at each other, I guess, trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> They are. Um. <laughs> we'll get to that game in a little bit since we're about to get to the half. And Georgia right now up 14-0 on Auburn. Eight seconds to go in the half. One game that has just gone to the half we'll tell you about in a second. But first, Jeff Parles as we interrupt regularly scheduled programming. Cleveland, a big cheer behind me here at Mandalay Bay, Jeff. I it's think over. I know what it's for. Uh, it is over in it's Cleveland. Over. Is right? I, I, Oscar Gonzalez walk-off home run off Corey Kluber. So a full circle wow. moment there in Cleveland for sure. The Guardians, the first team to advance out of this new wild card series format. Minus 120, minus 125 on the series price. Depending on your book, Guardians were even or plus 101, essentially even behind me here at the South Point. And they will move on to play the New York Yankees in the two versus three series in the American League Divis Division Series. And Cleveland scored three runs in this series, and that was enough to vanquish the Rays, man. Amazing. Three runs in, two, in a best-of-three game series, and it is over. So congratulations to the Guardians. Uh, that was a good filibuster by you, Jeff, because we're also here getting to the point where we're uh, getting some lines populating now for some of these second halves. First one that has gone to the second half is Wisconsin and Northwestern. Dan, big credit to you. You liked Wisconsin. You bet them just shortly after the opener. Wisconsin opening eight last Sunday morning at Circa. Goes all the way up to ten at close. It has been all Badgers. One-way traffic at Evanston. 28-0 at the break. 
Braylon Allen, the freshman quarterback, he's even gotten involved throwing a touchdown pass in this game. Grand Mertz has three additional touchdown passes of his own. MGM, the first book to hang a second-half number here, and it is Wisconsin, minus four for the second half. Northwestern and Wisconsin with a total of 20 there for the game, so 48. But obviously one of those spots, I don't know, you're probably not getting involved, Dan, with a really good pregame number. Jeff, uh, this Northwestern team, oh well, we, we, they, we thought they might be all right after what we saw in Dublin, Ireland to start the year, knocking off North, uh, Nebraska as big double-digit underdogs, but it has been a big downhill stretch since then for head coach Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, you know what? Look, there's one thing when it's a lack of talent in Northwestern. We know that can happen. It's cyclical. It's hard to recruit there. All the academic standards with Northwestern. The biggest difference with me from what Northwestern usually is is to, and look, it's a talent issue for sure. They look poorly coached, which is something that I've never really, never seen mm -hmm. with a Pat Fitzgerald team. They're usually, we usually know what we're getting out of them. Even if they don't have enough talent, they're going to play hard. They're going to play. They're, they're going to be well coached. They don't look well coached, especially during this stretch that has included a loss on a fumble at the end against Duke, a loss to an FCS team in Southern Illinois, a loss to Miami of Ohio in a game where Miami of Ohio at one point in the game was averaging under two yards a play in the third quarter. And now this, where Wisconsin has just destroyed them in the first half at Ryan Stadium. Yeah, it's, it's been ugly. Ryan Halinski, 7-17, 104 yards passing and a pick. A team that has rushed 10 times for 19 yards. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Anything you maybe would look under, 20, 20 and a half in the second half, thinking Wisconsin takes the foot off the pedal, and Northwestern has shown you nothing of an ability to move the ball. We have a bunch of games now coming to the half. Utah looking to get points with the final few seconds of the first half there. So when we return with Dan and Jeff, we get all their thoughts on these halftime lines. College football week six continuing here on Live Bet Saturday. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. One of our favorite segments on this show every single week, Live Bet Saturday. It's that 15-minute stretch when most of our late afternoon games come to halftime, and we can do some good old-fashioned box score diving, guys, looking for value for the second half. So with Dan over at Circa, Jeff at South Point, I'm Ben here at Mandalay Bay. Let's start with the game of this late afternoon window, Utah and UCLA. Each team finishes the half with a missed field goal, and so despite a half where Utah is at nearly seven yards of play, UCLA is at nearly 10 yards of play. We go into the break well behind pace, this pregame total of 64.5. It's the Bruins on top, 14-10. After catching three points at close, Dan, you were on UCLA to begin with, plus the 3.5. So I'd imagine you feel pretty good from a side standpoint. What about this total, though, that's currently opening here, 31.5 or 32 for the second half, which would give you that correlation here in that 55.5 to 56 range? I think 32 might be a bit too much. Uh, I am liking what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. Uh, there was a big catch made uh, by Utah's tight end, Dalton Kincaid. By the way, it, it does sound like a, a name from the movie Roadhouse, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I felt that Utah was going to really be missing Brant Keithy, who I think was a great tight end and sad that, that he had a season-ending injury. But Dalton Kincaid is, is quite good, and I think they're going to utilize him more in the middle of the field. 32 points, I mean, that's, that's a lot. I think that's, you're, you're going to have to have a shootout to get there at this point. Uh, I don't know if I would do that. I'm a little bit hesitant about that sort of thing, but uh, great game so far. Hey, hey Ben, real, real quick, my, my screen is doing some weird things on this game right now. Where in front of oh, yeah. me, for some reason, a 65 just popped, <laughs> which I'm going to say is wrong. Okay, they just took it off the board. Uh, at that 54 and a half for the game, so 30 and a half, 30, 
Uh, if you can get a 54, I definitely wouldn't take the under. That, that's all I'll say. The way this box score breaks down, UCLA's at nine yards a play. That is a massive overpace. And Utah really has done nothing to show us that they can really get stops in this game. Utah's at a pretty good six and a half. So I would not bet the under. 30 is a lot, though, as we know. But as we saw in, in Lawrence earlier in the day, Ben, and of course it's different teams here, 30 can go very quickly when offenses get rolling, especially when it's two good offenses like these two in L.A. It is basically a blanket 31 and a half now we're seeing as the market settles. And only one book I see, in, at least in the Nevada market, at 32 right now. And Utah laying a point and a half for the second half, correlating out to UCLA uh, minus two and a half for the game. By the way, shout out to Dan. Roadhouse reference, tete-a-tete mention. Dan, you're, feeling, you're, 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 you're finding yourself right at home. That, that's right up our alley here with those types of, uh, of references on the show today. And again, that's what we're looking at. Some, a one bet did just come in, at least at BetMGM, on Utah. So Utah up to minus two for the second half. Puts them in a position to be catching two here for the full game. I, All right, let's look at some other box scores. Uh, unless, Dan, any, and Dan, Jeff, anything else to add on this, uh, this halftime I, spot? I just saw a score that's pretty surprising. I will say it's going to make uh, my best friend David Palmer really happy. He works for the Navy. Navy is up 33-14 on Tulsa. Like, where is oh, that coming from? You're getting Na- Navy has been just atrocious this year. But what is that, Dan? You're getting some weird scores. You're getting some weird scores out of the American today because that's a stunner in its own right. Navy, who uh, their their triple option uh, offense just is not really produced in 33 and a half against Tulsa already, 33-14. That game currently off the board. How about this one real quick? Cincinnati's a four-touchdown favorite today at home against South Florida. How about the Bulls actually lead the game in the fourth quarter, 24-21? to Cincinnati is on the move, though. They are currently a three-and-a-half-point live favorite with a total of 58-and-a-half wow. live. But, again, 27 behind me here at the South Point. Cincinnati was favored by preflop. The Bulls leading Outright right now as a 25 oh, to 1 outright money line dog preflop, Ben now, Wilson. Now, now, now that is not a surprise to me since I bet USF plus 28 the other day. So this is exactly what I was hoping to see and exactly what I thought would happen. I, I think, right. I think, I, I think you have no sweat on your 28 there, uh, Dan. I think you got no sweat there. Dan looks very comfortable. <laughs> no, knock on wood. His, his position on. at that game. Yeah. No, I don't, no mush no, will be, will be necessary on, on that one. Uh, as far as some other halftime box scores, I'll mention one other one. Uh, we don't need to do the full breakdown, but both Jeff and Dan on Miami of Ohio, plus five and a half pregame. Red Hawks on top of Kent State, 17-7 at the half. It is Kent State laying four and a half second half, which puts you at Miami of Ohio minus five and a half for the game. 28 the total. So Dan and Jeff looking very good there. Uh, we have reached halftime in Pittsburgh. Pitt 17, Vatek 16 in a game with a total of 42. We're at 33 points in the first half alone. Second half total, 21 and a half for 21. Pitt laying seven. Jeff, how much do you trust Pitt's defense finally stepping up in this second half? Because that really is where you, you, you start the handicapping process for a, a second half wager if there was one to be made here. All right, so let's go through this real quick because uh, there are some seven, uh, seven second halves on, on Pitt out there. So that would make it eight for the game. If you look at the first half numbers, the box score is even. It's just a different amount of plays. Vatek has run 11 more plays, so they have more yardage, but they're both at five and a half yards a play. My expectation here is that Vatek's offense comes crashing back to earth where they go below water here, where, again, five and a half is just about average in college football. I expect them to go below water. 
So you're getting 21 and a half second half. On the total, the only concern I would have there is maybe Pitt's offense wakes up. And then if you get 21 and a half, you really only need one touchdown by accident by Vatek to be in trouble there. So uh, I would be inclined to maybe lay the seven with Pitt just because I don't anticipate Vatek being able to move the ball like they did in the first half. And I was just moving the ball in an average fashion, Ben. Yeah, any, any double dip for you there, Dan? I know you already laid it with Pitt's a preflop. Not the greatest of starts, having laid the 14 for Pitt. Well, I am a glutton, but not a glutton for punishment. No, I will not be doing anything with the pit game. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you saw that Ole Miss made that quick score, and I said, all right, now I have to really look at the end game. I actually did take Ole Miss in game, minus six and a half. Felt pretty good. That's an 11-point middle. And, of course, promptly yeah. Vandy scored. And that in game is oh. now down, I think, to, oh, half a point. I yeah, it's, gotten a, it's, it a, right it's, a, it's a pick Fantastic. right now. It's a pick right now. That would be, a, that would be a, again, an understatement would be a horrible loss. But I will say this, Dan, and, and we've seen this with this Vanderbilt team other than getting destroyed in, in Tuscaloosa, which whatever, that's not a, not a big deal. They have definitely been a little bit pluckier than I would have expected going into this year. Uh, Wake did get them by 20, but at least Vanderbilt in the non-Alabama Wake games, they've won all three of them and covered, all the, covered the two numbers against the FBS teams they played this year. Yeah, I was surprised we can, we when just, they really put yeah. it to Northern Illinois. That was a big second half yeah. for the Doors in that game. They were losing at halftime and came back and won by 10. Dan, Dan can just blame us for, we said, all right, if, if Ole Miss gets a quick touchdown, maybe that's your time. Try to shoot for your middle. And then, of course, since then, been all Vandy, 20 to 10. The bill is uh, in the mail. Uh, in the I will send it half. to yes. you. Bill is in yes, the mail. Yes, I'll, I'll just – I'll just I'll give you Jeff's address and we'll we'll just handle it from there. So just, nah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> send we'll send it. We'll send it. We'll send it to uh, to our audio guy Sean McCollum. That's where we'll send yeah, it. Yeah, there well, we he go. Tried, Sean, he Sean just tried to mush that. my USF play. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would take a lot. It would take a lot more than me saying anything to mush that one today. That that, uh, that is very fair. One more, and again, that game uh, that is Ole Miss and Vandy, twenty to ten Vanderbilt. Minute to go in the first half, so we'll wait to see what that halftime line spits out at us. Ole Miss now back to a one and a half point live favorite in the market one more halftime line I'll and throw Cincinnati you guys. scored there you go oh, Cincinnati does score hey there you go it started to one 28 24 South Florida uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the mush the has begun there. the mush has begun yes so Georgia here only up 14 nothing do not cover the first half laying 17 against Auburn how about this box score though for for the Tigers Robbie Ashford the quarterback 8 of 23 for a hearty 60 yards so far. Less than 3.5 yards per play for Auburn. And it's not like Georgia's done much either. Georgia has five first downs in the game. And they're up 14 nothing right now. Georgia minus 12.5 second half. 21 total. I don't know about you, Jeff. 21 feels feels a little bit rich not far, as far as the second half total here. The only, the only problem with that is what happens if Auburn starts turning the ball over and Georgia gets short field. So... That, that, that's my, my concern here on, on taking the second half total, even though, again, box score-wise, this screams way under any way you slice it, Ben. Yeah, 12 and what a about half this Ohio State-Michigan State, Michigan State oh. game? 21-13 yeah. right now. Michigan State's hanging in uh, live total right now at Spartan Stadium. 76 and a half I'm seeing, Jeff. Yeah, it just popped up to 77 and a half after a big pass play on third and eighth. For the Buckeyes, Buckeyes laying 25 live right now. I, 
I wouldn't do anything with it right now. At some point, Michigan State will stop scoring, and when that happens, as you know, the Buckeyes will be able to keep scoring all the way through. So I wouldn't do anything with that right now. 21-13 Buckeyes on top of Michigan State in East Lansing. 8.40 to go in the first half. On the other side, we still have picks to give from Dan Saley. Dan gives us his thoughts on some of the biggest games on the night slate. That's still to come on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. The NHL season has officially begun, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Final half hour for us on Live Bet Saturday from all around Las Vegas. We have a few more halftime lines to get to in a little bit. Texas Tech 24-20 over Oklahoma State as big dogs heading into that halftime in Stillwater. And Duke as another favorite, this one on the road. Duke trailing 10-3 to Georgia Tech at the half. We'll get Dan and Jeff's thoughts on those halftime lines in a few minutes. But right now, Dan, still need to get some of your plays for the rest of this week's card before we get out of here in the next half hour. Let's go to Champaign with a significant line move taking place as we speak. Illinois has just ticked up to a four-point favorite, basically market-wide. You played Illinois on the Circa opener at minus three here. Just the second time in the Fighting Illini's last 20 games, they've been favored in a Big Ten spot. First time being favored over Iowa since 2008. Uh, what do you like about the spot this week, though, for Brett Bielema's Fighting Illini? Well, you mentioned Champaign. I think Iowa might need to drink some if they're going to have any chance with their <laughs> offense yeah. to improve. Uh, you know, Illinois, they've got one of the top defenses in the nation. They've been holding teams to 70 rushing yards uh, per game. They got 14 sacks in the last three games alone. Uh, they have the number one pass defense. They're only giving up 159 yards a game. They have eight interceptions. And now they're facing one of the worst offenses in college. Iowa, of course, does have a great defense of their own, but they're going up against an Illinois team that has one of the highest yard per play margin in the country. They have big Chase Brown, the running back. He's leading the nation in rushing. He's awesome. Uh, I think Iowa is a bit beat up. They had that tough game against Michigan, a lot of emotion there. Illinois, on the other hand, is enjoying this newfound success. They put up 34 points uh, on Wisconsin last week. If they can put up 24 against Iowa, I think it's probably an easy cover. I just don't see Iowa being able to score hardly at all. So and we've go seen the Illinois. Money, uh, yeah, go to the under two, 38 and a half down to 36 and a half. Jeff knows I've loved betting these Iowa games to start the year. Just look at just under, under, <laughs> under, 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 every possible which way you could look at basically every single week. Only one over so far for Iowa. That was the 27-10 win over Rutgers where, yes, you needed closed. two defensive uh, touchdowns. Need, yes, and you needed two defensive touchdowns uh, to get there. I am not getting involved, though, with this one. This is now, we're, we're close to the low watermark, down to 36 and a half here. But, uh, Jeff, I know you've been impressed with the Illini, with Brett Bielema, especially outside of the letdown in Bloomington against Indiana. Been a, a pretty solid club overall this year uh, for Illinois coming in. Look, yeah, Brett Bielema 
coaching in the Midwest, Brett Bielma can coach. Just keep him out of the Deep South. Uh, he just didn't fit there in Arkansas. <laughs> uh, but look, I, I, I would say this with this game. I, my first inclination was to bet Illinois. Like, Dan, I didn't end up betting. I want to see how the market went because uh, I thought that there would be some people that would hop back on Iowa thinking that their defense would turn Illinois over instead. Everyone's going with, oh, Iowa's offense is brutal, which they are. Uh, and uh, and playing with Illinois, this is now beyond the point of me being able to bet this at four. Uh, this would have been three or nothing on the on the Illini. Uh, and look, uh, do you think do you think either team is getting getting to twenty? If you think either team is getting to twenty, you stay off the total. If you don't think either team is getting to twenty, then you bet it under. The Brett Bielema line. I think we should. It, it's the new. <laughs> there are a bunch of geographic lines. We will need to just start that right. Uh, I don't know. Right around uh, Lake of the Ozarks, there, Jeff. Anything <laughs> south of that, it's, it's off limits for Brett Bielema coaching in, in the future. That game again. Most books have gone to four on the Illinois side at home against Iowa. Now, let's get and, to back to some of the and Brian lines Harson, here, uh, the other side. Yeah. Yes. Keep Brian. Har keep Brian Harson in the Pacific Northwest where he handled they, those jobs yes. well. Yes. There you go. We yes. alternate. The, yes. The regional lines. Brian Harson and uh, and Auburn down 14 nothing to Georgia right now early in the second half. But a number of interesting box scores we can look at right now. Again, these games filtering in coming towards the half at this moment. Uh, we look at Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. That's a game that has seen the Red Raiders, despite playing a freshman quarterback today, have not looked intimidated whatsoever going to Stillwater and taking on Oklahoma State as double-digit underdogs catching 11. 24-20 at the half right now. And it's amazing to look at the line score for Baron Morton, that freshman quarterback. 24-39 in the first half alone, guys, with two touchdowns and no picks. And Texas Tech, Dan, you talked about it earlier, outgaining Oklahoma State for most of the half. 347 to 222. 21st downs to Oklahoma State's 11. I'm seeing right now OSU laying 6.5 or 7 for the second half. So laying 2.5 to 3 for the game. 33.5 is the total. Is this a situation, that Dan, I know you like Texas Tech before the game. Box score tells you Texas Tech has been the right side. Do you think they can hang on here for the next 30 minutes in Stillwater? Well, doesn't it remind you of the Texas game? I think it does. You know, Texas Tech just kind of hanging around. They kept kind of flopping the lead back and forth. And in the end, Texas Tech was victorious. So uh, you got to have some, some guts if you're going to go throwing points down right now. I mean, Oklahoma State is obviously probably the better team on paper, but we don't play these games on paper. And... Uh, as a viewer, I'm just enjoying watching watching that matchup. I, I don't know if I would really want to get involved. Hopefully, uh, unfortunately for me, I wanted Texas Tech plus 10, plus 10 and a half, and I never was able to get that line. So I just stayed off the game. Uh, of course, I wish I had got on it now. But uh, if you had a, a good number with Texas Tech, why not ride that out? It's a great point to make, yep. And uh, seeing only over money so far, a couple books have now gone up to 34, still showing 33 and a half. Uh, most of the market. Meanwhile, Jeff, Ole Miss, this is a game that's just gone back and forth all day. Ole Miss does find the end zone again <laughs> right before the first half. So we get a big flurry of scoring in that Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game. 20-7 to Vandy at the half right now. Dan's in-game number looks a little bit better here. I know you were, uh, Dan was upset at first since Vandy came down and scored. But uh, Dan looking for the middle, 11-point middle right now for Mr. Saley over at Circa. It is almost minus 7.5 or 8 here for the second half, correlating out to minus 3.5 or 4 for the game. 
Jeffy had said, bide your time, wait. You figure Ole Miss would wake up. Offense seemingly has. Is this the buy-in point for you now, even, even though it's a little bit more than a field goal you'd have to lay for the game there? Yeah, I think it's probably good. You look at the box score, Ole Miss has been better in the box score. They're averaging seven and a half yards a play. Uh, Vandy's at six, which is still pretty good, especially for the doors. Right now, the difference, the, the reason that this is a Vandy lead is the Jackson Dart interception right now. So minus one in the turnover battle for Ole Miss. But I, I think I think either of those numbers, three and a half, four, I, I think either of those are pretty good uh, for the game. Obviously, like you said, seven and a half or eight second half. I think that's good on the Rebs yeah. here, Ben. 31 looking like a blanket total market wide. Meanwhile, Dan, I really want to jump in on Duke. I am a believer in this team. Love what Mike Elko has done to the culture and a first-year head coach. I look at the box score, though, getting throttled by Georgia Tech 10-3 at the half. I know you like the spot for Duke. You laid two on the opener, closed Duke minus four. Getting out gained by nearly 100 yards so far. Five more first downs for Georgia Tech to this point. And the quarterback for Duke and Riley Leonard is thrown for a hearty 64 yards on 13 attempts. I just can't get there on a second-half line that's Duke minus a half. So, I don't know, maybe I'll be smart of just staying away from this game overall. But you just have to wonder, D Duke should be waking up at a certain point. It's just can you trust them in this spot on the road against a, a Georgia Tech team that has had a whole lot of issues this year now on to its second coach of the season? Well, they're, they're embarrassing me right now. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, where is Duke? You know, where are they not? Why are they not showing up? Jeff Sims, the quarterback for... For Georgia Tech, he's he's looking like he's pretty studly right now. Ten for sixteen, and a, a ninety-two yards and a touchdown. Now that may not seem like great stats for almost any other quarterback, but for Georgia Tech, that's that's pretty good right now. Um, gosh, you gotta you gotta wonder is is Duke gonna just flip a switch and and turn it on? They they've shown that they could score points, and we saw we saw that last uh, the last few weeks. Uh, how about how they played against Kansas? And we know Kansas is a pretty good team. Uh, they. They put up a, a good deal of points last week there. So you, you got to wonder, is the Georgia Tech defense that good that they're really stopping Duke, or is uh, is it a schematic issue? Um, I, I'm seeing right here, they're third down, three for seven on third downs, which isn't that bad. Uh, maybe this is a tale of two halves. You remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, San Diego State looked like world beaters against Boise in the first half, and in the second half, yeah. uh, boy, was that a, a different outcome. Yep, could, could be the case, and also a total that was lined at 53 and a half. No scoring at all, 13 points in the first half. That is a 26 second half total. Jeff, hey, maybe getting Jeff Collins out of there was just the best thing for oh, Georgia I, Tech. I, I don't you, know. you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, <laughs> we talked about earlier how teams coming off a coach being fired. It could be random, especially in college, but for Georgia Tech, win last week on the road and hold a pretty darn good offense of three points and a half, I think we know who the problem was in Atlanta. I think that's a if, you wanted, good, if you wanted to fire him last week, why not fire him a month ago or three months ago? Right. I don't understand why great point. you had to yeah. wait. That's a multi-million dollar question for a lot of these schools. When we wrap up next, Dan gives us his pick on BYU-Notre Dame. Our final in-game updates are coming up on the other side on Live Bet Saturday. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
It's our final segment on the show. Time for our VSIN Pro Tip of the Hour, of which we have one each and every hour here on the network as we wrap things up on Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. Our tip this hour, pay attention to different coaching situations around the country and how that impacts different motivation. Do your research. Just because a coach was fired, if the results can sometimes be random, you know, some teams come out, play with more energy, or the sudden change could sometimes result in a flat performance. Again, every pro tip searchable on vsin.com. Hey, uh, Jeff, speaking of a team who has recently fired a coach, what's going on in Tempe right now? Yeah. Washington, 13.5-point favorites, down seven at the break to Arizona State, 24-17. Can you explain what is going on to the Huskies right now on the road? So this is a 21-point second quarter for the Sun Devils. Uh, interception by Penix led the points, but... Other than that, it's a pretty even box score. Arizona State at six yards of play, up at five and a half. I, look, I, I, the one thing with, with, with Washington, I, I love the coach. I think DeBoer was a really good hire. He's clearly an upgrade over Jimmy Lake. Uh, Penix, at least early, looked like the guy he was in Indiana, especially in that pandemic-shortened season. Uh, Michael Penix has come back to earth these last, these last few weeks, and I know the box score didn't look too bad last week against UCLA, but that game was 40-16. to 16. That game was over, and that's when Washington put up the numbers against the Bruins. So I just wonder, with, with Penix, will he be able to regain that form we saw those first four weeks where he was just absolutely outstanding yeah. for Washington when they got out to that 4-0 start? And so far today, not bad, but definitely shaky so far. Yep, Washington laying 9.5 right now for the second half line, so up to laying 2.5 for the game. A lot of action here quickly to the over at Circa. Dan, where you're at, just went to 30 for a second half over 41 points in the second half. You, you feel the same way that uh, Jeff does on Penix in Washington, at least with what we've seen so far here? Well, I know that it's supposed to be Pac-12 after dark. Is this Pac-12 <laughs> afternoon? Yeah. I, I, kind of weird. Uh, I am a bit surprised by that because I think Washington had figured out a bit about themselves, about the kind of team that they want to be. And yes, they... They got shell-shocked at UCLA, but I still think that's the same team that we saw crush Michigan State. I, I felt like they did, they did better, and Arizona State's in such a, a weird spot. I, I, I did think that their running game has, has done pretty well, and I thought that they would run. There's a reason why I didn't bet Washington minus 13.5 or 14, whatever that line was, because I thought that Arizona, could, could, Arizona State could keep it close with their run game, but that score is a, a bit surprising. Michael Penix... Uh, you know, he had some problems at Indiana. He had, he had a one really good year, but the rest of the time he seemed to get intercepted quite a bit. And maybe they've been watching a lot of that, that tape and uh, maybe they're figuring some things out about him. He's a good yeah. player, but he gets hurt a lot and he, he gets thrown a lot of interceptions. So I'm hoping he can turn it around because Washington's kind of an interesting team this year. So let's see if they can come back here in the, in the second half. 16 to 25, 148 yards, no touchdowns, and one pick for Michael Penix in the first half of there. Washington down seven as a double-digit favorite at Arizona State. Uh, Dan, speaking of the Pac-12, there is Pac-12 after dark, and you have a play, not only a play, but your best bet in the VEASAN Friday Night Football Invitational over there with Matt Humans at Circa. Oregon State going to Palo Alto, taking on Stanford, and we've seen a lot of action to the Stanford Cardinal coming into this spot from opening Beavers minus seven down to four and a half. Uh, what do you like, and why is this your best bet for week number six in college football? Well, please keep in mind that, A, I bet this 
last Sunday, minus six and a half, and B, I'd made it a best bet in the contest before they announced that Nolan, the quarterback, was not going to play. So uh, not too happy about that happening. But uh, Oregon State, that loss they had last week, it was four turnovers against Utah. They actually moved the ball up and down the field. And they had four turnovers the week before against USC. Uh, now it's a drastic difference in opponents that they're facing with Stanford. Oregon State, they're scrappy. They're feisty. Uh, unfortunately, Nolan's not going to play. I, I still think that they can pull this out. Stanford's just been underwhelming. They don't have anyone dynamic on their, on their team anymore. That, they don't have any playmakers. They have McKee, who I really like. He's solid, but they're just getting beaten down all year. I, I don't see that necessarily changing. Last week, Stanford was down 31-3 at the half at Oregon. So I was hearing a lot of chatter about this being a Stanford revenge game, is what they called it, because Oregon State ended their 11-game win streak against the Beavers last year. But Stanford went 3-9 and nine last year. So is every game a revenge game for Stanford? <laughs> I guess so. So I, I don't think that's a good yeah. point to use anymore. They just want to win a game. They just want to win any game, okay? It's been a long time, I think, that, that they need to move on from David Shaw, the coach. Uh, Stanford's not been going the direction they need. They've been regressing. So I'm hoping Oregon State is feisty enough without their quarterback that they can still pull this out. Fingers crossed since I made that a best bet before that announcement. But uh, go Right, go Chance Beavers. Nolan out with the neck injury. Stanford has lost 10 straight against FBF's competition. And those last seven losses have come by at least 13 or more points, giving up an average of over 42 points per game in those last seven against FBS competition. One more game we have time to get in here, guys, on the previews. Uh, Jeff, we'll look at the game right down the street from where I'm at and from where you're at. Uh, we're both off I-15 here in Las Vegas. So is Dan. We're all kind of in the same area in Las Vegas. But it's BYU and Notre Dame. Bunch of people behind me at Mandalay Bay getting ready to walk over to Allegiant Stadium. Notre Dame fan Tim Murray just popped in to say hi here at Mandalay. He's got his Irish shirt on. Notre Dame's been bet up to a four-point favorite in this spot from opening at two and a half now, taking on BYU. Each team has had their ups and downs, to say the least, so far this year. Jeff, is there a side or a total angle you'd be looking at here for this matchup tonight? Well, it looks like BYU is going get to bol get both of their top two receivers back in Romney and uh, Nakua uh, tonight. So, look, it's a little bit different of a handicap than I was expecting uh, going into this one. I don't have a play on this game. If you made me bet it, I would take the four with BYU. And, again, it kind of – we have to see what version of BYU we are getting. Are we getting the BYU that out physical Baylor in week two? Or are we getting the BYU that was run out of Autzen Stadium a few weeks ago? There is a huge range with this team. So I'm curious to see what we're getting here. Uh, this is probably an in-game betting game for me, Ben. Yeah. Any, anything for you there, Dan, on, on this one? Yeah, it's a tough game at first glance, but uh, I think the defensive edge for Notre Dame is pretty apparent. Uh, they had the potent offenses of uh, North Carolina and Ohio State, and they held them to season lows. You know, BYU just has not impressed in their line play on both sides, offensive and defensive lines this year. And I can't really forget the uh, BYU debacle in Oregon. And then they struggled against Utah State. Uh, Notre Dame is off of a bye. I like that. BYU had extra rest uh, because that game was uh, earlier in the week. And they're going to get up for this game, no doubt. 
I think they're going to need something more than special uniforms that they get to wear today. <laughs> I'm not really interested in, in, in laying four points with Notre Dame. I think in-game, if you can get minus two Notre Dame, I think that, that definitely got to pull the trigger on that. Uh, but, yeah, BYU is not, not the same game. Matter of fact, I have a bit of a rule with BYU. I bet them when they're at home and they're a very short favorite or an underdog. And that's it. it, it when they're a huge favorite, you're going to lose your money. You might as well light it on fire. <laughs> hey, hasn't been a bad strategy to use in the past. When you look at all the data and the records uh, there on BYU. So great way to end uh, the show here. Three hours just flies by. It seems like that happens every single Saturday. We exit with Utah getting on the board. UCLA strikes first to start the third quarter. Utah into the end zone. So 21-16 UCLA should be an outstanding finish to that game. And for Dan Saley, we can't thank you enough for jumping in with us this week. Great to welcome you onto the show, Dan. Outstanding insights, and we can't wait to uh, see how the rest of... We'll be rooting for you, Dan, in the circuit uh, VEASAN football invitational there thank you. Uh, for the rest of the season. So we're on Team Saley, right? We're rooting for you, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Great time. Absolutely. As we say so long, Jeff, go Mets tonight, all right? I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling great. But. I already bet the Padres as a uh, emotional <laughs> hedge, so we're already there. Go Padres. <laughs> go Padres. Bad. Poor, uh, poor Jeff. I'm just so, so sorry for Jeff. Uh, so for our outstanding crew, Aramis and Dez here with me at Mandalay Bay, Jeremy and Elliot at Circa, and as well, Sean, Liz, Isaiah, all at South Point, and our producer, Matt Santos, we say so long. For Dan Saley and Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson. This has been another edition of Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. The Pro Football Blitz comes your way next right after this on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.